Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I will be talking about and highlighting the accomplishments of Black athletes, but also the racial issues that Black athletes face in sports and how the stereotypes on Black athletes need to break, and that starts with having proper representation in coaching staff and sports media. I also will briefly talk about the importance of caring and taking action for the mental health of athletes. So I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I feel really happy that I've been doing like more social stuff with friends my senior year while also like balancing classes. Um, and I'm also feeling a lot better. I know the last episode I was sick and it was not fun. So I definitely feel so much better than I did then. I, I mean, you guys can probably hear it in my voice and everything. It's just... Yeah, I'm just glad that whatever that was is over with because, yeah, that wasn't it. So, uh, but yeah, it's just about that time in my life right now where I'm about to submit my grad application after working on it for so long and I'm nervous and I've probably rewritten my statement of purpose and resume and everything about, you know, over 10 times, but I know it's time to just let it go and just believe in myself and just go for it, submit it and just pray for the best. So I'm just going to continue to be hopeful and continue to keep working towards all my goals and, you know, just hope for the best. So um, please just wish me luck on that part of my life. But um, now into this episode. So For my Black History Month series, I wanted to touch on Black athletes and race issues in sports because it's Super Bowl season, um, you know, NFL season um, just like kind of ended. Um, So I think it's just like timely to talk about, but also because I've taken a few courses actually in college about like the race issues that occur in sports and It was just always really interesting to me because in a lot of the major sports people enjoy, like football and basketball, a huge majority of the teams have black players, like they're like the stars, they're the starters, yet, you know, like sometimes they are treated like they don't matter and that is definitely a problem because a person's career doesn't make them who they are. An athlete can't do sports for their whole life, so... They need to be equipped with the things that, you know, make them human too, like mental health check-ins and truly caring about their well-being. So it's just really important. And I also want to acknowledge that there are a lot of like racist issues in sports outside of just black athletes, such as some sports having teams with like Native American mascots and, you know, all types of controversial stuff. But, you know, for Black History Month, I want to really just kind of focus on more of the black athlete side of things. So I first wanted to just kind of start off with the history of race and sports and just highlighting some of the good and bad. So, um, For one, Jack Johnson, who was a black boxer, won the Boxing World Championship over the Canadian boxer Tommy Burns in 1908 and became the first black world heavyweight champion. But then he ended up suffering with like constant racist attacks and being discriminated against, leading him to do jail time and stuff. 
And then in 1936, the Nazis hosted the Summer Olympics and Hitler, he had originally said that black and Jewish people were not allowed to go. Um, but then after being pressured to let them attend, he decided to let them go um, to the event. And Jesse Owens, who was a black sprinter, he ended up winning four gold medals. Um, and then in 1947, Jackie Robinson became the first black person to play Major League Baseball um, after all the time that went by um, before him um, when black people weren't allowed to play in Major League Baseball. Um, so he really made history there and he had even ended up winning Rookie of the Year award um, when he had started playing. And then in the 1950s, there was a ban on black players to compete in the U.S. National Champions, which is now known as the U.S. Opens, but Althea Gibson broke that ban and she ended up winning the event in both 1957 and 1958. And then moving on into 1966, uh, Texas Western ended up winning the NCAA D1 men's basketball title with an all-black starting lineup. Um, and they ended up beating Kentucky, who had an all-white lineup. And so that event really pushed the NCAA to recruit more Black players across the NCAA's top division. Um, and there was actually a movie that was made based off of this called Glory Road. Would definitely recommend it. Um, and then in 1968 is when we really started seeing political movements happening in sports when um, Olympic sprinters John Carlos and Tommy Smith, they did the Black Power Fist on the Olympic medal podium. Um, and that was just their way to say that they were against the racial oppression that was happening in the U.S. And then in 1988... Um, we kind of start to see people who are being racist in the sports world get um, repercussions. They got um, some type of discipline for their racist remarks. Um, and so we started seeing that when um, Jimmy the Greek, who was a CBS commentator for sports, he had got fired for saying, and I quote, he said, the black is a better athlete to begin with because he's been bred to be that way and then in quote so uh, that's what he said um, but the reason why I said kind of started getting um, repercussions and discipline for racist remarks is because um, in 1997 when professional golf when professional golfer Fuzzy Zoller said that Tiger Woods shouldn't quote-unquote serve fried chicken next year um, after Tiger Woods had won the Masters, uh, Fuzzy Zoller didn't really get any repercussions or discipline for that. So, you know, it was like somewhat like people getting disciplined for their racist remarks, but then at the same time, like some people were still getting away with it. But, you know, um, with the Tiger Woods situation, Tiger Woods ended up being the first black man to win the master so you know he still uh made it through even with dealing with those type of racist remarks and stuff um and then moving on now to the 2000s in 2007 a popular radio host at the time don emis i believe that's how you say his name um he called Rut Rutiger's women's basketball team nappy-headed hoes and there was like just a lot of outrage about that and he ended up getting suspended from the station and eventually his show got canceled um and then in 2014 Clippers owner Donald Sterling was banned by the NBA for life after a video of him surfaced saying extremely racist comments 
And then in 2016, when Colin Kaepernick, who was the 49ers quarterback, kneeled during the national anthem to represent, you know, being against the racial issues and oppression in America, it sparked a lot of outrage. But at the same time, it led to other black athletes to doing the same. So he really like started a movement with that. Um, and, you know, and now as we're in like the later 2000s, the biggest issues is when black athletes like LeBron James, like when they try to speak out on the racial issues of the world, such as Black Lives Matter, um, and many people give him and other black athletes a hard time about that and saying, you know, politics don't belong in sports and things like that. That's kind of like the thing that's going on now. But, you know, making sure people of all races are respected is not political. It's a way of life and it's just a good thing to just make sure that all lives are you know being respected so i don't think that's bringing politics into sports um and as a black athlete they should be able to express themselves because they're black first and an athlete second so you know that's it's just really important and as spectators you can't just sit back and enjoy watching athletes play and win for your team um you know especially like black athletes but then you don't you don't want to support them um or you don't want to at least support the fact that there are major race issues going on in the world that need to be addressed and changed and their race is a huge part of their identity so of course they have the right to be able to address that regardless of them playing sports Really throughout all the things I named from his three, there is so much more. Um, that's just a few of the major highlights. But now that I, you know, set the foundation with that history, you all can see that race issues in sports has been a long going issue. There was constant wanting to ban black athletes from sporting events or feeling like they were only good at sports because they were black and just disrespecting black people overall and not wanting to give them a chance. However, a lot of these black athletes overcame it, but there still shouldn't be this much hatred regardless. Um, and like even with um, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, like people gave her such a hard time for like wearing masks with the names of the black people who were unjustly murdered by police officers. Uh, people gave her a hard time when she took a mental health break. And, you know, now people are giving her a hard time because she's pregnant, but she's not married. So that's a whole thing. Um, and all because really, truly to make it plain is because she's a black woman. And, you know, I mean, she is mixed, but to the world, a lot of the time mixed people are seen as black and to the world, Naomi Osaka is seen as a black woman and a lot of people feel like and believe that she needs to just focus on sports but that isn't the case she most definitely deserves to be able to pay attention to her mental health and everything else in her personal life just like everyone else um you know it doesn't take away from the fact that she's still a person and also even when things happen like when the missouri football team when they boycotted playing a game due to race issues happening before the football team started boycotting the game, there wasn't really a care in the world by the leaders there about what was going on. Um, but when they realized that they have all these black athletes on the football team who are choosing to stand by, fighting for the race, um, fighting for, you know, their people, 
the leaders had no choice but to give in and address the problem and it's just really sad to me that it takes all of that for our black athletes to be seen as more than just people who are supposed to win a game for their team and their fans and then there's just constant stereotypes being made by people about black athletes like when um, Jimmy the Greek, the former CBS commentator I mentioned earlier, when he said that black athletes basically are just born to be good athletes, like that's just what they do. You know, I really believe people think this way because so many black people are stereotyped to be able to play basketball or football. Like that's just something that a lot of people just think that's just natural for them but there is also the stereotype too that was created that black people can't swim which partially came from the incident in 1964 at a St. Augustine Florida hotel when the owner he had poured acid into the pool to get the black people out of the pool um, and there has just been constant horrible thing after horrible thing happen in the history of black people and athletes which lead to the problems we still have in the sports world today and a huge reason why the issue still persists today is really because of lack of representation there are so many black athletes who play on various sports team yet a majority of head coaches are usually white um, and according to an NCAA demographic da database, uh, white coaches are hired three times more than a minority person would be. So, you know, that already just goes to show the lack of representation. And, you know, even as far as the media goes, the media has its main black athletes that they like to cover, like LeBron James, for example. But for the most part, coverage of black athletes isn't always done in the best way because the reporters and commentators doing the coverage are most of the time white. Um, and black athletes are being coached and reported on by a mostly white community, which leads to a lot of stereotypes being created and not accurately portraying them the way they should because they don't have people that look like them that are coaching or understanding their story or reporting on them. Um, and there's really just a lack of coverage and honesty about the race issues going on in the world and how black athletes are treated, especially when there are black athletes who, you know, may get into some type of trouble with the law, for example, and the media and people will find a way to spin it to make them be portrayed in a bad light and stereotype, you know, them in, a, in the way that the world already puts on them. Um, but if a white athlete does it, it isn't looked at like it isn't looked at the same and on the same level. Um, you know, I feel I've definitely have seen where, you know, a black athlete might get like in trouble in a traffic stop or something. Um, and, you know, people just, you know, be like, oh, he should be kicked off the team. All these different things like stereotyping them. But then if a white athlete does it, I've seen it be like, oh, he's young, like it's, you know, just let him go type of thing. So it's just, you know, it's it's very different. It isn't always looked at the same most of the time um, because, again, media can sometimes, you know, since there is lack of representation, can be quick to put black athletes into the stereotype that is already put on black men, black women in general. Um, which isn't right and I just really think overall it really just starts with representation I think that can really help 
and just making sure that black athletes have coaches and media reporters and people that look like them just be there because right now there is a significant lack in black head coaches and black media representatives for sports. I remember doing an interview one time for my special studies class in sports journalism and I was talking to a black professor and a black coach who both said that it has always been the stereotype that black people were only good for working and not being able to get the higher positions like head coach, um, which is a stereotype that should definitely be broken. And they also explained that there is such high expectations on black athletes and black head coaches, which is so true because, for example, if a black head coach were to have like two or three losses, he's fired in a heartbeat. That's it. When a black athlete, especially in a high position like quarterback, messes up too many times, they trade him out in a heartbeat, done. Um, and it's just always another level of expectations just on black athletes because of the stereotype that's placed on them to be born to know how to perfect the sport, you know, to be this perfect athlete. Um, I remember even one of my friends, she told me when playing sports, she always felt like she didn't have like much room or leeway to show emotions as much without it being spun in a negative light. And that's why representation really, really matters because black athletes need to see people like them who are there and helping just guide them and understands their struggles, understands, you know, where they come from. But, you know, we have definitely, you know, a few amazing examples of black coaches and we are seeing in real time just how far they're going and um, I think like these examples of like the good black coaches that are there should, if anything, be in like it should encourage, you know, sports sporting agencies to want to hire more black head coaches just from seeing how amazing some of them are. For example, the University of South Carolina women's basketball head coach is a black woman, um, Dawn St Staley. Um, you know, she has been such a great example of what representation can do for athletes and, you know, as a, for a team as a whole, you know. So um, as far as race issues go in sports, I believe having representation just in all aspects is a start because once representation happens, especially in the media, it could possibly help the stereotypes, you know, just die down and people not be so quick to place those expectations on black athletes. Um, and I also just wanted to share just a few good resources that are out there, though, um, in regards to just having something to help with the racial issues in sports. Um, so the first is the NC, I mean, not the NCAA, um, the NAACP, which is an organization that advocates for equality uh, pretty much in all aspects, including education, media, and just across the cultural over the across the culture overall. Um, and then there is also the National Alliance of African American Athletes, which is an organization that mentors African American males. Um, to just really prepare student athletes for college, which I think those type of programs are so amazing. Just being a volunteer for an organization, like personally for myself, being a mentor, it's just amazing because having somebody there to help guide you through your experience, especially at a young age, it truly is helpful. Like you don't forget those things. So 
that is a great organization um and then there's also the undefeated which really just explores the intersections and intersectionality that comes into play with race and sports and overall as a culture so those are just some great resources out there as far as dealing with racial issues in sports now i also just want to briefly transition to the importance of caring for mental health and sports for all athletes because i believe athletes genuinely have like too much pressure on them and often people just forget that they are human too outside of just playing the sport Suicide rates of athletes are so high because of the expectations that are put on them to care about their sport and their sport only that, you know, oftentimes they lose themselves in that. Um, I actually had a friend who played sports and they became suicidal and they said when they came back after basically being hospitalized and everything for it that the coaches just moved on, no one addressed it and it was just like, okay, well anyways, let's just get back to work type of vibe. And it's just sad knowing how often that probably happens to athletes. It's just crazy to me because it's like for somebody to be suicidal, to have to the point where they're like in the hospital for it. And it's like for y'all to not address it. It's just that's it's concerning. And like I said, just knowing how often that probably happens is just scary. Um, athletes mental health, like it, it just gets brushed off and it's just not right because your physical and mental health correlate. So if you're not okay mentally, it's going to most definitely mess you up physically. Um, it's going to definitely mess up any physical performance that you can do as an athlete if you're not mentally okay. I believe just if an athlete is depressed or suicidal or anything, that should be a time where the team can come together to really rally around each other. And, you know, as the coaches, just taking lead and being there for them and giving them the resources they need and, you know, just having a human moment, just sitting with them and, you know, letting them talk to you, letting them express themselves, just being someone that they can lean on. And, you know, not just pushing it away like it's taboo. Sometimes the conversations around mental health can be hard because mental health can look scary because it, you know, it can get really bad for some people, but it's a conversation that needs to be had, especially when people are playing sports you know whether it's a heavy contact sport like basketball or you know maybe something that's not as heavy whatever the case is it's just you know being an athlete it can take a toll on you and so it's something that needs to be talked about um I remember doing an interview with one of my friends and my godbrother as well who both play college sports for another um, I did that interview for another sports class I was in and it was um, a sports communication class actually and I did my final project on just the importance of a good coach player team dynamic and I asked them what did they think was the most important thing you know to have a great relationship with your coach and fellow teammates and stuff and they both said it was important to just be seen and heard and just know that they're truly cared about outside of just the game and I think it's so important and I don't even think you know some coaches even know that that's what they're 
you know athletes on their team want so I just think it's really that's why it's really important to have like mental health check-ins to know like hey you know I want to be seen I want to be heard I want you to see me outside of just being an athlete like I am a person and sports teams you know they usually have so much money so it's time to just set aside some of that for mental health resources for these athletes like I feel like that's up there with the importance of getting new shoulder pads and jerseys and all that like spending money for the mental health resources is definitely up there with all that stuff um, as far as importance and um you know they go through so much athletes really do go through a lot and especially if you're a black athlete because at that point black athletes are going through the trials and tribulations of playing the sport that they're playing while also going through the trials and tribulations of dealing with racism and seeing all the hate that happens in the world towards black people and having to live with that bit of fear that something could happen to them because they're being you know racially targeted and then you know if you add the aspect of being a woman on top of that and being black that's a whole different thing because black women are definitely treated horribly so it's just you know um and sometimes women are not even treated the same they have a lot of disparities in sports which that can be a whole other episode but yeah so it's just yeah it can be a lot and it can just you know be a lot on athletes especially you know when they get hurt it's like the team and everyone just has to keep going um, not even thinking about the mental headspace an injury can take on an athlete when you know athletes retire and you know also when they get injured as well there's not a lot of things or programs out there that keep them going or give them that outlet for the sport they love so it can really just put them in a dark place because that's you know that's their world right there it's their sport also on top of that getting the worst of the worst hate comments from fans can really be brutal too there is just truly such a need for more serious mental health check-ins for athletes including just therapists and counseling sessions and just normalizing that it is okay not to be okay sometimes and knowing it's okay to reach out for help is just really big I think that needs to be pushed for the sports world and I just overall believe that race issues in sports and mental health issues in sports just both need to be addressed and it starts with people being willing to really work together to improve upon these issues. Now into the let's discuss segment. So I had just wanted to acknowledge that LeBron James, as I feel like everybody knows now, um, him breaking the NBA's all-time scoring record, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who nearly, you know, held that title for highest all-time scoring record for nearly 39 years, which is amazing. Um, and especially, you know, for LeBron James to beat it, it really was great because he worked so hard on the court but he also doesn't forget his roots outside of that and it's just you know amazing that he was able to do it and he is you know also always just supporting the right cause and just standing up for what he believes in he never strays away from that despite him playing his sport 
um, you know, standing up for things like Black Lives Matter. And even when he gets chastised for it, he still doesn't step down. He stands firm in what he believes in. So I just think that's truly well deserved for him. And I also want to acknowledge that, um, you know, this Super Bowl will mark the first time in NFL history that both teams have starting quarterbacks that are black. So Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs and Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles, both black athletes for the first time. And it was just 35 years ago that Doug Williams became the first black quarterback to start and win a Super Bowl. But, you know, I think, again, it's a shame that we're even having the first black anything at this point. Like, we should not still be having these first. I feel like these opportunities should have been there for these people. But, you know, of course, with all the racial issues that have happened in the United States, we continue to still have the first black things. But I'm glad that we're starting to have that there. And, you know, I feel like even though these opportunities should have been there for black people, you know, way back years ago, they kept pushing those opportunities back for them. So I'm glad that it's finally happening now for the culture and that these opportunities are finally available to black people and just showing, you know, the younger generations that it can happen. You know, I think the game overall though, it was very interesting. I definitely watched it tuned in. But nevertheless, I am happy to at least see Black history being made for sure. And to top it all off, we had a Black halftime show performer, Rihanna. I love her. Um, and I think she did great. Um, although I was very annoyed by some of the comments saying they expected her to do more or to be dressed different and stuff. And it's just like, okay, so when a Black woman performs provocatively, it's a problem, major problem. But when she performs, you know, modestly and, you know, very, you know, dressed, covered up, not doing too much, that's also a problem. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like people need to just let people be because it's like, which one do you want? Like, you can't have both. Um, but yeah. Anyways, this past week has truly been an incredible week of creating Black history and I'm just so grateful to be here to witness all of the Black excellence that's happening and it's truly just an inspiration and I hope it can help the next young Black girl or boy see the representation and know that they can one day do it too. Now into the heart to heart segment. So the Motivation Monday quote of the week was by Michelle Obama, who was a lawyer and is an author and the wife of the 44th president and first black president of the U.S., Barack Obama. And she was the first black first lady of the United States. She is an advocate for many things, including health, service members, higher education, and helping young girls around the world. Um, and so her quote says, you're important in your own right people need to value you because of who you are because of your story because of your challenges that's what makes you unique so I really liked this quote for this episode just talking about like the racial issues in sports because I just think it's a reminder that regardless of the race of an athlete um, or whatever the case is regardless of your race period you are important in your own right and you 
are you need to be valued because of who you are everybody brings something different to the table everybody has a different story everybody has different challenges that makes them who they are today and so that is something that truly should be valued and that truly is important um and so i believe that um that's something that i think if most people were to truly understand that um people are important in their own ways that people have a story people have you know their own challenges that have created them into who they are um and realizing that we're not as different um you know our differences don't make us as like horrible as people try to be you know people try to think that oh like these people will never understand um who i am um because we come from different backgrounds and stuff but if people realize that those are the things that make us unique and that can you know help create and actually foster bonds amongst us it could definitely be a different world for sure so um i really love that quote and you know just a reminder not even just for athletes but for everybody that you are important and you are valued and to own your story and to know that you're not the only person who experienced challenges. Everybody experiences different challenges. Everybody has different chapters in their life, but it's what makes us us. So, you know, embrace it and just know that you are very valued. You're very important. Your story matters and don't ever let somebody else try to take your story away from you because you know that's yours and yours only to have the pin to so always take pride and a badge of honor with it no matter the good bad ugly and in between that is in it that is all for today's episode of talks with tatiana please make sure to follow me on instagram at talks with tatiana underscore on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight. Yeah.